Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is a show about everything podcasting from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, joined by Matthew as always. How are you Good Matthew? Good morning. Very well, thank you. I didn't introduce ourselves in the last one, did I? Nobody did we knows not? who we are. I, I know. I forgot. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Audioblocks. Uh, so Audioblocks are a great wee subscription service that gives you access to sound effects, music and loops to polish up your show. Perfect for a highly produced podcast, coincidentally. Uh, check them out at audioblocks.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and we'll talk a bit more about what they do halfway through the show as well. And like a couple of examples. Podcraft. Podcraft. Oh, sorry. What did I say there? Podcast. Oh, audioblocks.com forward slash podcraft. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll mention a bit more about how we use those types of things for highly produced shows later on. Anyway, we're talking about highly produced podcasts, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. So in the last episode, we gave a bit of a, an outline about the whole thing, about the season, uh, about the name HPP, Indeed. highly produced podcast. HPP. So That reminds me of something. Is there not something else with that acronym? HPP. HPP Lovecraft. HPP. HP <gasps> heroic public speaking that's what it's reminding me of where was at that event with Michael Port just recently HPS public speaking I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> heroic public speaking anyway sorry total derail right anyway go on yes so uh, we're talking about highly produced podcasting and uh, should we do a quick revision of structure what makes a highly produced podcast we talked a bit about it last time round but Give us, a right, wee, yeah, uh, give us so, a wee revise of that. So your your, your standard, your typical podcast um, has its uh, its intro music, its outro music, and its its sort of main element that might be an interview, a co-hosted discussion, or a monologue. Yeah. Um, with your uh, with its highly produced counterpart. Mm-hmm. We're bringing in uh, multiple elements. We're kind of cutting in and out of different clips and things like that. So yeah. yeah. Um, the starting point really is the the presenter, if you like, because yeah, that's yeah. the the skeleton, the the framework or the foundation of the show. So yeah. you've got your presenter um, who's going to introduce the show and then be present throughout, cutting in and out between clips, yeah, um, yeah introducing yeah. things and maybe hmm. summarising various things. Yes. Um, the other element is uh, interviewees or, or experts or people who are contributing to the show. So unlike your sort of typical podcast uh, series or episodes, you, you might have more than one of these. Yeah. And they might not appear in a linear fashion. Yeah, so yeah. we sit down and do an interview. We play it start to finish. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at this this kind of higher level production we might choose to to take um, some or all of it, but cut it up and rearrange it a wee bit yeah, yeah. to follow certain themes and, and flows of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, not necessarily playing it in the order that you recorded it at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is so this episode is about the structure, isn't it? We're not going to talk about exactly how we do it. I, I want to talk about that in depth, though, in a future episode, like mm-hmm. how we do that, because that's a really tricky thing, I find. Yeah. You yeah. want to be able to pull out the themes, tie together like all the different clips, uh, not necessarily like we say in the chronological order um, and that's a, it's a tricky thing to manage but there's ways that you can do that isn't it so we'll come on to that in a future episode but yeah structure so yeah you're talking about the interviews what about any other ones you've got mag- a magazine style structure as well that's kind of a for me that's like when you bring together it's not so much covering one theme through an episode but it's actually covering two or three different features yeah so like say you went out to an event and you did some recordings there, you would actually have that as a feature in the middle of your show. Whereas at the end of the show, you've got, I mean, 
I think a lot of shows, they, they verge towards highly produced podcasting because actually they just have a few different features, don't they? They've got the listener question at the start. Bring in a listener recording maybe and then answer it. Then maybe they've got an outside recording at an event. Maybe some interviews or something like that. Then they have an actual interview, maybe a 10 minute interview with somebody. And then at the end, they might do like a, a chat between the two hosts. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's right. Not, so it's not necessarily <clears throat> like highly produced in the sense that we're talking about like picking out bits and putting in music and all that kind of stuff. It's actually just a bunch of recordings brought together in a magazine style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you'll find, uh, Certainly, there are sort of a few veteran podcasters out there who will record their show as live with their mixer. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like you're saying, you've got these sort of question of the week features and things like that, and they'll yeah. just run through, you know, a well-oiled machine. They'll yes. play all these different segments. <coughs> and there's a definitely a case for that, being a highly yeah. produced show, because a bit more work has gone into it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not just a linear interview yes. recorded over yeah, Skype. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So the, I, th- I want to mention at this point, the, the stuff I mentioned on the last episode, the idea of a highly produced light show. And I've done this once or twice and you hear it. There's a few different shows that I follow that do it well in that you're not bringing together a whole bunch of different recordings. You're actually just doing a standard interview. Like I'd interview you about a topic. We'd spend an hour talking through something and then you actually, you just spend a bit of time into editing that interview. And turn that into something good. And if you if you plan it well, you can actually make this really simple, I think. Like if you structure the questions. So you plan ahead what you want the episode to look like. You plan the questions along those lines. So you are going to edit in a chrono- chronological way. But you're going to take out those questions. You're going to edit out those questions from you. You're going to cut out only the best bits. So if somebody answers over three or four minutes, you're going to cut out only the best one or two minutes. And then you're going to narrate to actually give some um, some context to really highlight the big bits. And suddenly that's that can only take, I've done that before in only a few hours mm-hmm. for one episode. So obviously it increases the time it takes to produce an interview, but it makes that interview so much more dense with information, with content. Like you're not, you're taking out all the waffly bits, you're highlighting the really good stuff within the show um, with your narration and maybe you can put in a few bits of music like over your narration say about a few beds um, that highlight those bits and that doesn't take much thought you're just putting a bed behind the bit that you spe- you're speaking on so there's not even that much time required for that so yeah. I think that's a way to do it in a, a lighter way like you can produce a show like that in only say four hours or so um, certainly I've done that so that's a way to do it a kind of halfway step towards the really highly produced one, I think. Yeah, and what what you're saying there as well, you can really sort of um, streamline the process by, like, if you're using a DAW like Adobe Edition or yeah. any of the sort of higher end paid uh, programs, you could set templates. So, like, it, it's not quite as much work because you probably have all your music beds set to the appropriate levels. You just need to drag your narration and stuff yeah. over them. Yeah. It's not like you're starting from scratch every time. Yeah. So you can have your kind of your format and your template saved in there. Yeah. Um, and you can put your episodes together if you're doing that sort of themed question. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that brings me on to, you'd mentioned it on the last episode, so... I used to produce the audio drama production podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it was it was a just a rough show. You know, conversations, interviews, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Nothing fancy about it at all. Mm-hmm. But when we we got to the stage where we were approaching our hundredth episode, 
And this is this is something that that is worth doing for people when they hit those milestone episodes, is to try and put a wee bit more effort in just yeah, to, yeah. to celebrate the milestones. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. um, what we did, I think it was episodes ninety eight to a hundred and one, uh-huh. uh, and we planned this well in advance, months and months and months in advance. We decided to do themed episodes where we invited uh, questions from listeners who were also audio drama creators, yeah, um, of various uh, types. And we did an episode called How to Scare Your Listener and basically uh, said to everyone, look, give us um, a tip or a couple of tips on like how to write horror audio drama. Um, Got a really good response, put it all together. So it was just a really good themed episode with all these different voices and not that hard to make really because people are sending in uh, clips for you. Um, You obviously go through and tidy them up a bit, but you're surprised at how quick it builds itself um, and just finding a a logical flow for it. Uh, We did another one, uh, How to Make Your Listener Laugh. This was tips on comedy. Um, And then two episodes on... It was basically just what is the best piece of advice that either you have had yourself or a piece of advice that you would give to yourself when you were starting out um so we got really really brilliant episodes out of that um and like i say you know it's a bit more work but it wasn't that much more work so a few extra hours maybe like how do you any estimate on how long they took you to do a couple hours maybe um so it wasn't it wasn't outrageous too bad i mean you you couldn't do that uh every week because like you would exhaust your listeners yeah the only way you maybe could do it is if you were going out and about to a lot of different events and you were speaking to new people all the time then you you know you could definitely get away with that but if you've got the same 500 listeners um and you're just constantly asking them for clips they're like all right who's who's running this podcast you or me yeah so um you you did that did you not do one for when you swapped over hosts as well so you if you if you're out there listening you haven't listened to matthew's audio drama production podcast him and robert ran it for what a hundred and something episodes and then you handed over the reins to another set of hosts didn't you yeah but this was the same time so it was just coincidental but that... did you not have i remember there being like a highlights reel or something of you and no Robert's it was comments. just yeah it was that was in this same batch of episodes oh, was that, that was okay cool that was yeah, at yeah. the end yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that was in the, that was a different type of thing though wasn't it like that was that was highlights it was like a yeah. highlights episode i don't know if you'd call them highlights <laughs> it was clips um it was clips of us talking about anything yeah, yeah. But what we were meant to be talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, but that's another nice way to do it. Like just actually spend a few hours going back through some of your old episodes, try and remember some of the funny bits, the meaningful bits, the poignant bits, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Draw together some of them clips and give the listener a treat if they I mean if they've listened to you for a hundred, two hundred, three hundred episodes and they're gonna enjoy hearing you guys um you know the yeah those special moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I I remember a funny wee clip in that uh, in that reel it was um me celebrating the fact that we'd started a Facebook group and it, it, it had its first member that wasn't me or Robert. <laughs> um, and now that group's got like, um, it'll be kicking on for a couple of thousand people. Yeah, so it was yeah. just funny to hear, you know, yes. me kind of saying, ah, we've, we've started this group and, yeah, you know, we'll see yeah. how it goes. And especially if you've got a running joke, like you had a lawnmower that kept turning up. So you had a wee yeah. montage of the lawnmower every single day. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just little treats. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? So you don't have to do a highly produced episode every single episode. But 
give your audience a treat every now and again, mix it up a little mm. bit, spend a little bit extra time every, I don't know, few months, six months, year even, just to give them something that makes it stand out, show that you care about them. You're giving them something a bit special every yeah. now and again. I think that can make a difference. All right. Well, let's get into, so I mentioned the fact that uh, we are sponsored by Audioblocks this week, which is a great wee service, which helps you find stock music, stock sound effects, all that kind of stuff. Ties into highly produced podcasting really well. Um, Last time around, I, I talked about how we used it on, or how we would want to have used it on something like the UK Business Startup Show we did. Right now, we're actually working on a show um, for the Converge Challenge, which is uh, it's a business competition that runs up in Scotland. Um, so I've interviewed, that's an example of a highly produced podcast, interviewed four people, brought together all those interviews, edited them up, brought themes out and turned it into four episodes. And there's a lot of ups and downs on there, you know, like things that have gone wrong, things that have gone right, um, slow bits, fast bits, and there's tempo. There's so much tempo in there that I want to do. And that's what I'm finding audio blocks really useful for, to be able to go in there and search by, you know, slow and melancholy, fast and exciting. And, you know, it's been able to find really quickly, really easy music and sound effects and stuff like that that suits the exact mood that you're trying to convey on a highly produced podcast is so easy. And I find services like Audioblocks are great for that. So I find it really useful for that project particularly. Um, so uh, yeah, if you want to go over and give them a shot, we'd love you to try them out. If you go over to audioblocks.com forward slash podcraft, that's A-U-D-I-O-B-L-O-C-K-S.com forward slash podcraft, you can get a seven day free trial there and you can test out a few of the tracks, try and maybe try them on an episode or two before you, you jump into this subscription, but confident you'll find a few good tracks in there at least for your next project. Alrighty, so... More secrets of the HPP, the Highly <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so what about um, <clears throat> one of the, the stock tricks of the Highly Produced Podcast, which is opening with a hook? That's like a, a step towards making your show highly produced, isn't it? What, yeah. how, how, how does that work then? So it's like, and you don't you don't need <coughs> to be doing a highly produced podcast to do this, but I've, I've seen it executed really well or I've heard it executed really well even with your, your sort of standard interview shows where uh, the presenter or producer will just pick out a, a really good sound bite from an interview and just stick it at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you'll get this really good quote uh, and the listener will hopefully think, well, I need to hear what this is about. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it will cut into the intro music, etc. Yes. Um, so, taking something from your episode that's really important, really pivotal mm. or really thought-provoking, you know, uh, and just drop it in there straight away. So you, you want to you want to drop your listener into the action. This is an old thing I used to go on about on the ADPP, but, <laughs> um, you know, you don't you don't want a slow start. You don't yeah. want them to be hanging around waiting on you getting warmed up. Yeah, you want to just yeah. dive in. And, you know, if you have to take it back to the start after that, so be it, that's fine. But make sure that, you know, the minute they hit play, they're going to be really engaged. Yes. Um, I, th- I loathe to use myself as an example, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you're awesome, so... Uh... <laughs> well, you said it, Colin. Um, so, with Hostile Worlds, I was um, conscious of having to take my own advice. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. episode one of Hostile Worlds... I decided to do like a, a sort of visualization thing. Uh-huh. So 
it didn't open with me saying, this is Hostile Worlds, uh, I'm Matthew McLean. I was yeah. like, nobody cares about that. Yeah. So we just opened up, and maybe if I remember, I'll put the, the clip in. In fact, no, I'll just put a link in the show notes. Because <laughs> um, this isn't an HPP. Uh, <laughs> so it was just uh, asking them to visualise themselves on a street, and I started to talk about uh, cars, and there, there was a basketball in one hand, a peppercorn. Yeah, yeah. And it, what I started to do was paint a distance, uh, paint an example of uh, sizes and distances. It was yeah. all in relation to the universe. But my hope there was that uh, the listener is just going to be right into this, immediately vis- visualising this stuff, yeah. and they're not going to have a point where they think, wait a minute, what, what's this? What's going on here? So um, opening with a bang, basically. Not yeah. not giving your listener, not even letting them have the thought in their head, like, is this interesting? You just yeah, want yeah. to... You know, let's go with straight this away. They're thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and if it takes two minutes to get to the point where you introduce yourself and the podcast, yes. then that's fine because yeah. hopefully by that point you've done enough to to keep them for that episode. Yeah, yeah. that's sort of the thing that I've often talked about. It's kind of learning from teachers. Like straight away, if you're teaching a lesson, you want to tell people what they're going to learn, what they're going to get out of this right away. So that quote as well. It's like it hooks them in. They're like, oh, that's something I want to, I want to hear what that means, how I'm going to learn from that. But you can go on from that and straight into before you even introduce the show. <clears throat> and I realized a little while ago, we didn't really do that on this. We didn't actually say what this episode was about. Didn't say this is the episode about structure. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the, it's the different ways that you can build uh, a highly produced podcast. So we should have said at the start of the show. So on this show, you're going to learn the different types of highly produced podcasts out there, the different ways you can create it, a few different methods that you can take first steps towards a highly produced, pod- produced podcast, that type of thing. So it's, yeah, make sure that you're hooking people right away. Tell them what they're going to get out of it, the benefits of listening. And then that's going to keep them, keep them engaged or keep them listening straight away. Yeah. Um, what about the sort of storytelling side of it? So how does that tie into being a highly produced podcast? How do you, how do you introduce storytelling straight away? I think like storytelling is important across the board, regardless of what type of content you're creating yes. not even podcasting but one of the sort of um, best pieces of advice and and you know something that i've definitely noticed over the years is that it doesn't matter what you're telling a story about like if it's an event or an organization or yeah, a business yeah. Yeah. or um, a political party it doesn't matter you what you've got to find is you've got to find a protagonist you've got to find a human <laughs> story in there yeah um because otherwise you know people can't relate to being a multinational company they can't <laughs> relate to being a a civil war um but what they can relate to is someone like them who was in the situation you know in the event in the company in the business whatever yeah, yeah. um so it's 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 finding your characters uh, they're real people but they're also the characters yeah, in the yeah, story absolutely, yeah. uh, because they're going to take you through the event they're going to um through your your interviewing of them they're going to help uh, with these visualization techniques and things like that yeah, so yeah. um yeah, storytelling, it comes down to like, who are my main characters? Where am I going to find yeah. them? Yeah. Um, and what about the, you know, the old um, three act structure or the hero's journey, all that kind of stuff? Um, obviously, that comes in hugely to the stuff you do, like the drama and stuff like that. It's a proper mm. story, but that works in this as well, I'd imagine. Absolutely. So you're doing a story about. You know, somebody, uh, say it's a true crime podcast, you've, you're managing to interview someone who uh, their partner was murdered and, 
you know, you're going to probably open with something really hard-hitting about, you know, I came in that night, opened the door, and she was lying there. Um, and then you cut it back to, you know, we met back in college in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you've got to say, what is the story here? Um, you know, you've got the the moment in any film where uh, life is fine, everything is normal, and then you have this event that happens outside the character's control that then sends them on a journey that they didn't want to go on, yeah. um, whether it's the sort of unlikely hero thing. Um, yeah. And you, you've got all sorts of different acts that you could bring in, but it's basically saying, like, what's happened here and how am I going to best tell this story? How am I going to serve it up to the listener? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Good stuff. What, <laughs> um, I remember hearing a description of this from, I think it was Rob Rosenthal on How Sound. He talked about the E structure. It made it make sense to me, actually, the fact that if you picture an E, start drawing, um, and then you kind of go up and round, and you come, so you tell the middle of the story, and then you go up and back, and then you meet it again, where the mm. E kind of crosses this, doesn't it? Is this making any sense? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got it when he described it. Um, so it's like a loop where you come back to the same place, but then you continue on. And that's like the tail of the E at the bottom. Mm. This is a small E I'm talking about, by the way. I didn't make that clear. <laughs> All right, forget this. <laughs> what next? What next? <laughs> I think um, with like any piece of creative work, the more you work on something the more desensitized you become to it Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's important to always be able to like take a step back and the two main questions that I like to constantly ask myself is does this make sense and does it achieve its purpose yeah so if you've been buried in scripts for months and now you're deep into production yeah you know this inside out but um taking a step back and looking at it with that sort of beginner's mind or enlisting the help of like one, maybe two trusted people don't like you drive yourself mad. If you, you know, if you end up with (laughs) like test listeners, yeah, Yeah, Yeah. all these opinions. But (laughs) if you've just got one, you know, person who's going to be honest with you, not in a, you don't want somebody, you know, sometimes you ask for advice and people try and be brutal. What you're really looking for is somebody to say like, you know, you've, conveyed the message here i think you could maybe explain this a wee bit better or that a wee bit better um that's about asking for the right type of feedback though isn't it it's like mm -hmm. you don't give somebody and just say this to somebody and say what do you think yeah because then they they basically uh they come up with all sorts of rubbish and they feel like they have to come up with things Mm -hmm. but if you say do you think this achieves this this and that does it do this this and that then they'll say yes or if they say no they can give you suggestions to fix it Yeah. yeah just getting the right type of feedback i think (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's cool i like that okay i think that's is that us covered yeah Over for the structure? this episode yeah. yeah everything all the different ways you can make a highly produced podcast different types of structure how you bring storytelling in which i think is really important isn't it i mean yeah getting those human characters the type of structure you want to follow um it's all really useful stuff i think worth mentioning the fact that this is kind of i mean it's hard to get into this in the first place even if you're just thinking i'm not even at this stage i just want want to launch my show our academy so by all means check out our academy we've got the podcast host academy where we can talk you through everything from you know just getting your show out there in the first place right up to this highly produced podcasting um uh, technique and sort of helping you through starting out in this world, I suppose, helping you learn from the ways that we've done it with our shows. Um, if you can find that, if you want to check that out, you can go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy. 
And I think that's about it for the episode, isn't it? Anything yeah, that's else you right. want to cover for highly produced podcasting? No, I don't want to give up my secrets in a couple of We're episodes. not going to tease the next one. To, what, want... what are we going to talk about next time? That's a good point. Um, it's, it's not <laughs> up in the notes. Oh, oh, right. I'll go back to the title. So we have 903. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We're either going to do scripting and planning or music and SF, uh, sound effects, aren't we? We'll see which one we think. Um, you know, this uh, highly, highly produced and planned ep- uh, show. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just want to finish up by saying this episode is sponsored by Audioblocks, uh, which is a subscription service, gives you access to sound effects, music and loops to polish up your show. You can check them out over at audioblocks.com forward slash podcast. And if you use that link, you get a seven-day free trial so you can test them out. And of course, get in touch. Let us know. I'd love to hear, you mentioned last time, people who are doing this. I'd love to hear some examples of how people are making it work for them. So yeah, yeah. pop onto Twitter, send it over to the podcast host. Um, give us a, a couple of examples. You know, Twitter have gone up to 200 odd characters now. You can write whole stories on there now. So they can, they can give us That's the full the story. the last thing the internet needed was more opinions. <laughs> more Twitter. Yeah. More verbose opinions. <laughs> But you can pop on there, the podcast host. Let us know uh, how you're doing it. If you want to do an audio clip, it'd be great to get some examples of people doing this stuff. Yeah. We could put them on the later episodes in this season. So yeah, send them on through. If you tweet me, I can show you how to get to them or go to our contact page. We've got uh, uh, all sorts of ways to get in touch there. That's thepodcasthost.com forward slash contact. Alrighty, that'll do it. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for joining me again, Matthew. Thank you. I'm off for a beer tonight. Um, My first for a couple of weeks because I've not been well. Um, And I find the best thing to do when you've uh, gradually repaired your immune system is to go out and drink beer and bash it with some alcohol yeah Yeah. yeah. let's test this out (laughs) (laughs) hey i'm off to awards this evening off to the great british entrepreneur awards tonight so i'll be having a few drinks tonight as well where are they uh in edinburgh uh so it's um the royal bank of scotland sponsored uh entrepreneur awards and we're up for uh not actually mentioned this on the show i suppose we're up for um creative entrepreneur of the year uh thanks to the work we do here at the podcast of course we are of course we are. Of course we are. I didn't even need to ask. I just assumed. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a chance we might have a trophy next time we talk about this, but might not. And if you're going to Youpreneur, not to date this, but uh, Youpreneur is coming up, Youpreneur Summit 2017. It's the end of the show. We can do this. Uh, I'm going to be there. So if you're listening to this, uh, maybe I saw you there. It'd be good to see you there. But yeah, check it out for next year. I promise it to be a great event. So yeah, good stuff. All right. We'll see you on the next episode. Have a good week. Cheers. Cheers.